0: Shinjitsu wa dare no mono nanoka. My humble attempt to reproduce this year's Ars Electronica motto, who owns the truth in Japanese. As a special unit of Ars Electronica, Ars Electronica Japan puts educational and cultural programs, consulting and advanced research-related media art into practice for Japan and will of course be represented at the festival in Linz. But what really caught my attention is an aspect regarding the motto itself, which has consumed me right from the beginning of my research. The cultural differences and the individual understanding of truth. In Western philosophy, the correspondence theory, which views truth as a correspondence with reality, dominates. In Eastern philosophy, though, like Taoism, truth can be seen as something fluid, something that changes and adapts depending on the context. So what kind of truth are we talking about? When Ars Electronica asks, who owns the truth? My name is Sarah Krischer, and over the past weeks and months, I've been talking to artists, researchers, and of course, the creative people at Ars Electronica to learn more about the theme of this year's festival, who owns the truth? Who owns the truth? The R1 Festival podcast for Ars Electronica. Episode 7. Values and Verities. Back again in Linz at the Ars Electronica Center, I meet artist Emiko Ogawa. She's the head of the pre-Ars Electronica and also curates exhibitions for the Ars Electronica Center, the Ars Electronica Festival and Ars Electronica Export. And she has translated the motto, who owns the truth, into Japanese. And that was no trivial task.
1: Because the dialect translation does not work in Japanese.
0: The blame is partly due to the plural form. There is no explicit grammatical form for it in Japanese, Emiko explains.
1: For Japanese people, that singular and plural are not so important, but that's the reason that I try to emphasize that the truth, also we tend to think that we should more on the thinking way of the plural, of the truth.
0: The title, Who Owns the Truth, implies a diversity of truths in our interpretation. These are represented, questioned and discussed at the festival. but to communicate this nuance. Emiko had to yeah, hack her own cultural matrix just a little. Because at the heart of Japanese culture and mindset is the pursuit of harmony as a central value that determines thinking and action.
1: The Japanese people tend to be educated to the, the important thing is harmonization, that we should have night together, which sounds nice. But sometimes, which means that even I have different opinion, I should not say something different, because it may disturb this harmony. This is the power that Japanese people tend to think that when they see conflict, okay, we should follow to the more authorized person's opinion, or let's say political correctness. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Through the title, Emiko also wanted to convey an empowerment of the individual.
1: So I think the understanding, the plural of truth. It makes, let's say in Japanese, people make more feel to free. That, oh, I can say something. This is my truth. I can believe my truth. So they can embrace their truth, uh, even it's different with the others. And the plural of truth, which means the plural of future, is very important because future is not anymore that one single perspective can design. It's Mirai, no? It's Mirai. I think many people realize that to say my opinion, to embrace my truth, may disturb in one like moment. But at the end, many people realize that this is better for the, let's say, bigger harmony itself. So
0: in Japanese, it must be the title, who owns the harmony? Ah, good point.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, own, yeah actually own it's very um how can i say um
0: and i'm learning yet again the concept of owning something from a japanese perspective is a very american thing This understanding of property and possession, that something belongs to one and one has a certain control or exclusivity, is contrary to the Japanese mindset which emphasizes possession as a feeling of responsibility and care for what one owns. So it was a truly difficult process that led, roughly translated, to these four words.
1: Whose truth is this?
0: The sentence Whose truth is it is the result of an intense reflection in which Emiko has not only grappled with linguistic aspects, but also with cultural and philosophical ones. In a time when words are often carelessly tossed into the endless stream of social media, Emiko has reminded me of the significance and power that can lie within words. For they are not just means of communication, they also shape our perception of the world and influence the way we understand and accept the truths of others.
2: This topic about the truth is, of course, not reflecting our own perspective only, but really giving space and time to all the partners and artists that we invite purposefully from as many countries as possible, from as diverse backgrounds as possible, asking them exactly this question, what is the truth for you? Who owns the truth in your perspective based on your cultural expertise, your cultural background, and bring those diverse truths, those diverse questions that you are asking towards the festival to our audiences to open up a wide kaleidoscope of what different topics, perspectives and truths are currently here on our
0: planet. For Ars Electronica, as a cultural institution, understanding and presenting these truths entails more than just passive reception of artworks, as Crystal Bauer, the festival director, explains. For art often serves as the tool to subtly or explicitly share perspectives and address issues that are suppressed or punishable in their home country.
2: We are in contact with human beings, human beings being especially those artists that we invite in various programs. And one of those programs is the State of the Artist in collaboration with the Foreign Ministry of Austria. This program was founded last year and is dedicated to artists that live in places and situations where either they face the threat of war, of physical prosecution, but also of psychological and social oppression.
0: This year there were 564 entries from 58 countries. At the festival in September, 10 projects, including works from Ukraine, Iran, Nigeria and Turkey, will be presented. That is, if all goes well.
2: Last year, as we've awarded a rapper from Syria, who at the time when he received the award, was currently an illegal immigrant in Turkey. And we started talking to him and trying to find a way of bringing him to Austria for a concert for, of course, helping him to escape the situation that he currently was in. And during this process, he was suddenly caught by the Turkish police and put in a camp.
0: Back in 2019, Amir al Muari dropped his rap song with a video. He filmed and produced it all by himself, as he told me. I started making music
3: in 2018, when I was in Syria, in my city, Maritan norman I started writing songs and recording with the simple equipment, and I was working on audio engineering and video editing. Then in 2019, I released my first video song, Akil al on all fronts. That was amazing.
0: The video was taken in the city of Idlib in the province of the same name in northwestern Syria, while the Syrian regime and its Russian allies were bombing the
3: province. In
0: the video, 62 brave people expressed their solidarity with the message of the song and allowed themselves to be filmed. And through the images in his music video and his song, Amir conveys his truth.
3: that people in syria need safety and justice there are many people who left their homes because of the bombing of bashar al-assad planes and there is also difficult living in the areas controlled by the factions so i presented a song on all fronts that talked about all the political and military parties that practice violence against the people.
0: And he ain't holding back. Not one bit. Like in the chorus he raps that the country's turned into a funhouse for the Russian leader, where one's only choice for safety from the missiles is either the regime or Al-Qaeda, and that the talks in Sochi have achieved nothing. "Quote unquote, While others get rich, we are drowning in shit. We asked for dignity, but we are buried without it." With the release of this song, Amir's fate was more or less sealed and his only option was to flee to Turkey. And just when it seemed like he had found a way to get back on his feet through his submission to Ars Electronica. He was arrested on his way to the embassy, where he was supposed to pick up his visa.
2: As a cultural institution, being suddenly in this situation, we really tried everything that we could, calling the Austrian embassy in Turkey, calling partners such as Artists at Risk, whose profession it is to help artists in difficult situation, with a wide network also in Turkey. And that's then how, piece by piece, we were able to put together the situation that he suddenly was in. So they put him in a camp, told him he's an illegal immigrant. They will bring him back to Syria, which of course, I mean, that would probably mean death for him, especially looking at the work that he does. So we've tried to get him lawyers, to get him support on-site, and luckily we've managed. So now he's well, fine as much as we can say about the situation.
0: And that brings us to somewhat of a happy ending for today's episode. Because Amir is now in Iraq, where he works for a small advertising company.
3: I work uh Editor in video.
0: And he has again applied for a visa and if all goes well, he will come to Linz this year and of course perform in Post City.
3: Uh, Yes, because uh, they stood with me and never forgot me. And for sending me an invitation to attend the Ars Electronica Festival. uh, Really, thank you
0: everyone. It's high time for me to visit Post City, the main venue of this year's festival, once again. Surely the halls are already filling up. And I'm really hoping that amidst the hectic hustle, I'll get a first glimpse of the festival. That's for the next episode.